Right, where the f*** is this um, running order? Do we need it? You're on the wrong microphone again. I just put it on the right one. What the f*** are you talking about? Look, I'll do it again. Oh, it's gone now. Where's it gone? That thing there? Yeah. And now on the top bar at the top, you've got video. No, oh yeah, so I have, yeah. That came back then. Yeah. Why does it keep going off when you've clicked here? Right, that should be it. That's it, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You sound um, louder than me. I don't like that. I'll talk quieter. There's absolutely no necessity for you to sound louder than me. Maybe I talk Okay, louder. well, I'll turn myself up, and then I sound louder than you. You do that. I am. I've done it. Oh, God, that's a bit loud in my cans. i turn my cans down a bit. Okay. Right. Um, are we ready to go? Because I've got lots on today. I've been ready since nine. Well, why didn't you ring me and say? Because then I could have got ready at nine, too. Well, because you always complain that I get you out of bed in the morning. You never get me out of bed in the morning. You're talking bollocks again. And don't keep putting these f***ing bits we talk about before the show on the air, because it's not funny. And I'm sure people get really fed up with it. P- padding, that's what that's what it is. We don't need to do any f***ing padding. We do, because you go early. Right, well, I'm busy. Okay. If you get if you get a, a decent sponsor that pays me enough money to do this, then that will be fine. But whilst the, we're doing it for lollipops, no, it's not. Sounds like you've got loads of money there. What are you talking about? This is all I'd emptied the car out. You know what? You, you sort of got all this in the car. So it's all 5Ps and 10Ps. Sound a lot heavier than 5Ps, those. They're not, look. Sounds like pound coins. And I found a couple of pound coins. Yeah. Including um, an old one. Can we just get on with this anyway? I'm just going to start. Right. Uh, good uh, good day, whatever time it is. The James Whale Radio Podcast. Uh, just a warning to those of you who've got very little time. If, you, you know, if you're, you're doing something important, don't listen to this shit. Because quite frankly, it's kind of a waste of an hour. But um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I owe it to my friend Robbo, who produces it and spends an enormous amount of his time because he's got f- us to do uh, on it. So we do it. So the uh, James Whale Radio Podcast, which is really... Uh, how I'd love to behave, but can't because I'd be in real trouble if uh, I allowed myself to get carried away and say the sort of things that come out of my mouth on this uh, edition. Uh, a more sensible me can be heard on the mainstream media all over the place, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for you to join me. Um, and to those people who've been uh, listening to both and have suddenly found the podcast, thank you very much indeed. To uh, We have a lot of lovely lady followers which is uh, is very nice. Uh, Rob is not available, but uh, I can negotiate. For me? No, for me. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, um, lots to talk about. Where do you want to start? I'm, I'm fed up with Brexit. I'm not sure I want to say anything about Brexit. My mind may change a little later, um, but there we are. I have terrible trouble. I was just trimming my beard a little bit, and I've chopped a bit out of the middle, so I've kind of reworked it, so it looks like I've got two spiky bits with uh, a gap in the middle, which looks as if I've been doing sort of, um, uh, what do they call that, uh, otopery of the face, yeah, it looks a little bit like that. Can you get a job in the new Scooby-Doo movie then? Why? Well, Shaggy had a bit of a weird beard, didn't he? I don't know, I've never seen Scooby-Doo, I don't, I don't look at that sort of shit, I don't like cartoons. You wouldn't pay the money, you'd be in it, wouldn't you? No. I don't, why would I want to be in a cartoon? I hate cartoons. I was thinking more of the live-action version, though. Were you? Yeah. Uh, you? Live-action versions of cartoons don't work in my view. Can we stop? Can we do the program? Cut all this shit out. Let's do a program properly. Okay. Right, okay. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the show. Here's the, here's the most content... Well, there's so many contentious things. Look at the bloody... Excuse me one moment. No problem. Just... Hold on. Hold on. Postman, I think. I'd reckon. And here's a question we could put in. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. We've edited that bit out. Is it the postman? 
Yes, it is the bloody postman. Somebody tell me why they go around in shorts in the middle of winter. I've no idea, but it was a nice day yesterday. I went out and trimmed the bush. Did you? Have you only got one bush? I've, I've got loads. Uh, here we are. Interesting. Here's a letter for me uh, that's already been opened to see what's inside. It's nice of them, isn't it? Vetting your mail. Yeah. Oh, this is an old friend of mine from Leeds in Yorkshire. He sends me every um, every couple of weeks. He cuts things out of newspapers. Threatening you? No, no stories out of newspapers about things he thinks I would be interested in. And they all have to do with the media. He did, send, he did spend some time inside, I think. That's another story. He's perfectly safe. Uh, what's this? Stars failed lifestyle website, a disaster from start to finish. It was an intriguing pitch, an online news, views and lifestyle magazine for women too busy to browse, headed by a successful stylish media duo and their extensive contacts list. But the pool has failed to deliver. The business has gone bust and its directors may face personal liability as claims of financial mismanagement emerge. Who do you think this is about? Uh, no idea who. Four years after, Lauren Laverne, the BBC DJ who now presents Desert Island Discs, and Sam Baker, a former editor of Cosmopolitan, apparently. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's one story I'm not interested in. Um, what else have we got? Do you want to? Do you want to go through a few of these things he sent me? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah. A luxury item, all of its own. Desert Island Discs voted best radio show ever. Who <laughs> by? I mean, it's entertaining sometimes, but I mean, Roy Plumley was the original presenter of Desert Island Discs. And it's a very, it's just, you know, take a, take somebody, somebody may have heard of and ask them if they were cast away on a desert island, what records would they take? Desert Island Dicks has been named the greatest radio program of all time. These are all Radio 4. It's funny, isn't it? Radio 4. I do have a friend, and uh, she, uh, not many friends of one, uh, who absolutely loves Radio 4. And I said, why? It's like, you know, <laughs> man arrested after mother is, oh no, I don't want to talk about that. Hang on. Oh, BBC guest bears all for Brexit on today. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, just when Brexit could not get any worse. The MP Jacob Rees-Mogg has been challenged to a naked debate on the benefits of leaving the EU. Lucy Bannerman, writes Victoria Bateman, an economics fellow at Cambridge, appeared naked on the BBC Today programme to make her point that Brexit is the Emperor's new clothes. The academic, who had the words Brexit leaves Britain naked, written across her body as she was interviewed by John Humphreys. Well, I wish she'd come to see me. Did you hear about that? I heard about this new naked debate stuff, yeah, but I haven't uh, heard about any more than that. Well, I wouldn't mind doing a naked debate if anybody wants to take part. Maybe we'll do that on, uh, on my talk radio show live. Naked masturbate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just uh, pretend that you didn't say that because that was rather childish. <coughs> yeah. BBC takes fresh 450 million hit to fund free licenses over 75s. It's about time they... Uh, I'm doing some work for the BBC next week. Don't say anything nasty about them then. Why not? I'm entitled to. Are you? Well, yeah, look, look what that newsreader did. And uh, they wouldn't dare sack her now, would they, for anything? I thought you had to toe the line with the BBC. I've never towed the line with the BBC. Oh. I'll, 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 I'm, I'm doing this uh, midday show for the local BBC station where I work. They just rang up and said, could you, could you fill in one week? And I said, yeah, sure. Um, and the, the co-presenter is a friend of mine, um, so that's okay. They've not heard the podcast then? No. <laughs> well, yeah, well, maybe, but I wouldn't do it like this, would I? But I always say, if I make a point, because the, the stupid thing is that if you're going to have radio which is of any value and radio which actually helps to, to, to stimulate, then the person doing the show has to have some point of view. 
you know, the, the biggest tragedy to me, never mind that Desert Island Disc is the greatest radio show ever, because that blatantly isn't true. Radio 4 uh, has this feeling that it is the greatest radio station ever. It may be great to certain people who like it, but it's not the greatest ever. No, no, you can't say that about anything, because what is one person's great thing is another person's pile of shite. Wouldn't you just take an iPod if you were going to go to a desert island? I think you probably would. But then the BBC finds it difficult to move on with time. So, you know, if, if somebody on the BBC has a point of view and everybody gets, oh, he's got a point of view, bring in. Because the, the local BBC stations should be a sounding board for local communities. In my view, local BBC stations shouldn't play any music because the commercial stations can do it better. Um, they should be a, a, a series of regional talk radio stations, uh, of which there are many, many, many in America, but only a couple in this country, where uh, a listener can ring in at any time and uh, can challenge anything that they've heard said on the air. So there's balance for you. Apparently, um, John Humphreys said he stayed too long. As BBC plans not to replace him, I stayed too long, Humphreys says. Well, why would they want to replace him? They've got about 110 presenters on that show. It's all from my mate Harvey. Um, what else? What's this one? BBC loses a million listeners. The BBC's main radio stations are losing listeners to their commercial rivals, according to figures from Radio. May I thank all those people who've made the James Well Show on uh, talk radio even more popular than it was. Doubled our audience in the last year. Got three listeners now. Oh, no, we've got four. Russ Kane, pictured at men's radio station as a reformed spender. He once bought a £16,000 dream car using three credit cards. Uh, Russ Kane used to be the uh, eye-in-the-sky pilot, didn't he, for, uh, for Capital Radio. Could anybody tell me what men's radio is? Uh, well, it's just normal radio that men listen to. No, it's called men's radio. Oh, I don't know. Are we on that? It's a radio station. I've, well, I've never been invited. I didn't even know about it. Hang on. Sorry, 007, I'm gunning for real men now. Tragedy and financial woes have coloured the broadcaster's life. Experience he will draw on in his new job. As a child, Russ Kane's mind was filled with visions of James Bond as he had the run of film sets at Pinewood Studios. Then, when his parents pushed him into studying law, another screen hero, the TV lawyer Perry Mason, was the idol he modelled himself on. Now, however, 15 years after the death of his wife, Sally left him to raise five-year-old twins by himself. Very sad, very tragic. In fact, in fact Russ and I have talked about that since my wife died. Um, and he's never told me about this, so uh, I'm finding this out, Russ, by reading the Sunday Times. Uh he has launched a radio venture that will shun macho myths and embrace every aspect of masculinity from relationships to employment, fears and mental illness. Men's radio station broadcasts live every Sunday from noon to six. Um, the 62-year-old Sony Award winner, an only child born and raised in London, brings a wealth of experience to the role. For 20 years, he was Capital Radio's traffic presenter, The Flying Eye. Um, so anyway, the, it's only goes on. What, uh, what was your first job? Do you uh, invest in share? This is all of it from the business point, isn't it, really? Do you support any charities? What's your, these are all questions. Um, oh, well, well done to Russ. Anyway, I hope that's a success. I don't think there'll be a job for me on there, but you never know. Um, there's a lot of BBC knocking in the papers this week, isn't there? I feel bad about doing it myself now. Sounds as if Radio 4 wants a new kind of controller. Ah, now, here's my very good friend Gillian Reynolds' column. I haven't spoken to Gillian for years. Gillian Reynolds um, used to, to present a TV show in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the 70s when I was there. She, she's now considered the, the, the doyen of uh, radio critics. Uh, Gwyneth Williams, the controller of BBC Radio 4 and 4 Extra since 2010, will leave the post in late spring. I thought about actually applying for the job. I think I'd probably be very good. I could sort them out, couldn't I? You certainly can, yeah. If you were applying for a Radio 4 job, Bob Shannon would be your boss day to day. He doesn't like me, Bob Shannon. Bob Shannon once sent to me an email saying... Um, 
He's the former controller of Radio 5 Live and Radio 2. He oversees... <laughs> oh, dear. I don't mind saying I think he's a complete pillock, but there we are. He said, hell would have to freeze over before James Whale was allowed anywhere near Radio 2. It was very cold last week. It was very cold. Yes, I'd be very careful. Anyway, I'm happy with talk radio. It's going to knock f***ing spots off all the other radio stations before long. I just hope they realise we're coming for them. Commercial BBC, the whole f***ing lot. Now, anyway, okay, so I've done that. Listen, uh, you probably edit all that out, but I don't have time for you to do much else. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. Because I have thought long and hard, and the story only broke a day ago, and I don't think I've really talked about this uh, on my live show, 7 o'clock till 10, Monday to Thursday, talk radio. But then, of course, you can fill in the time with a radio podcast found on my website at jameswellradio.co.uk. And if there's anything you want to take me up on, uh, you can email me. This is my own personal, private email, uh, jameswellradio at gmail.co.uk. What? I don't know. What, what is it? <laughs> jameswellradio at gmail.com. Oh, why have I got here jameswellradio.co? Oh, that's the website, isn't it? Uh, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Because we couldn't get the other one. <clears throat> right. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, this this uh, 19-year-old who's pregnant, who went to join ISIS, ran away uh, from her family in London um, at the age of 15. And she went to ISIS. And that has all fallen apart, of course, because there are a bunch of religious twats. Um, I was listening, funnily enough, I was listening to uh, an interview about um, the Waco massacre. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, yes. Um, by some man called David Koresh, who actually came to Britain some time ago, before all this happened. And uh, there were something like 34, 35 people from Britain who were actually killed in the Waco massacre, which I didn't realise. No, I didn't realise that either. Um, but that, but these people, this is how stupid a lot of religious people are. Look, I don't, you know, as you know, I, I'm not a fan of religion. I think religion brainwashes a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people went out to uh, join David Koresh, who said he was the second coming of Christ, and people are stupid enough to believe it. What is it about religion, whether it's Islamic or Christian, how do they get people sucked into some of these extreme religious cults? I'm not talking about the people who would tell you, oh, I'm a Muslim or I'm a Christian, and, and that's about as far as it goes. But what about these extreme... What makes somebody want to go to Texas, live in a compound, um, you know, which, which has got nothing to do with religion? Apparently, Koresh was shagging anything that moved of any age. He was telling people that he was the Messiah, and they were believing him. In the same way that a lot of kids, teenagers, uh, were attracted by this extreme form of Islam, out to uh, men to fight, uh, women to go out and support the men or just be their concubines. Do you know what that means? Uh, yes. F*** buddies, for another word, isn't it? Uh, that, that, yeah, that's the editable one, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and now this, this girl, uh, who's 19, who's pregnant, desperate to come back home, uh, but when interviewed, and it was a very fine interview done on the Times, by the Times, uh, I don't know if you could do it on the Times, by the Times, um, uh, to which she was asked questions, you know, um, about it. Have, have, you ever, have you ever seen uh, live executions? And she said, no, she hadn't. But then she went on and said, but I have seen a bin full of heads that have been chopped off. And I think she was asked something along the lines, do you have any regrets? And she sort of said, no, no, no. And, and she's obviously still, she's still wearing these, I'm sorry, but you dress up like a, a nun. And I, I just don't understand religion that says you have to dress up like you're looking like some sort of nothing. What is the point? What is the point of, of just dressing up and taking away your human personality? And don't listen, it's not got quite that extreme with most Christians, but uh, there are Christian sects who dress up for some reason because they think uh, that, that that must uh, be... I mean, and, you know, you get in Christianity, you get the vicars and everybody else dress up, don't they? They all dress up. What is this need for fancy dress within religion? Anyway, forget that. I want to talk about this. I'm on a roll. Shut the f*** up, right? This, this girl, I mean, let's face it, when she went, she was a child. She wanted to uh, 
go and support these nutters. She's been brainwashed. You would a sane person would not believe in this shit that people believe in. A sane person wouldn't do it. Now, the Home Secretary said he is going to do everything in his power to make sure she never comes back to this country. And quite frankly, off the top of my head, I'd probably be shouting and screaming, saying, yeah, don't let her back here. She's a terrorist sympathiser. Don't let her back into this country. How many of you listening now with a 15-year-old child who absconded at the age of 15, appears then at 19 pregnant, traumatised, saying still some of the most ridiculous things, and now we are urged to turn against her. I feel sorry for her. I think we should be bringing her back here. She should be in a psychiatric unit somewhere, and they should be trying to help her regain normality. Surely. You may talk. Uh, well, I, I was going to talk before, but uh, no, now you've said You'll talk when Whale tells you you may. I've got nothing to say. That was too, too sensible of a, a comment. Really? You were going to be a bit silly, weren't you? Before, yeah, when you were talking about um, religious people dressing up and having imaginary friends, because they're still kids, but that, that's past now. Ah, just answer me this. Why do bishops spend so much f***ing money on buy... They buy these, these garments from um, some... We did it on my TV show years ago. We went, uh, went and filmed at the shop Vestments or Us or something. Uh, where, of course, there's, you know, individual vicars and bishops, they can go and buy their own stuff or have it made. I vaguely remember that, yes. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll fish it out and put it on the website. Uh, I, I, I just cannot understand. Wasn't it, I don't believe in any of this stuff, but didn't it say in their, their book, the Bible, that, uh, you know, you don't need all this finery and frippery and big buildings to worship. You, ju you just need to have it in your heart. So why do these guys have to buy all this stuff and wear it? Why do they wear dog collars? What's the, what is the point of a dog collar? I have to defend them slightly. And that is that uh, the same could be said about uh, policemen, firemen. You're being absolutely f***ing stupid. You need to wear a uniform to do jobs like that. Of course you do. You will notice, by the way, that the uniforms have changed and they are now, the uniforms particularly of the police, are far more serviceable than they used to be. True, yes. Hmm. But you, you don't need to wear a dog collar or, or, you know, wear Middle Eastern clothes to get up and deliver some kind of sermon to your adoring followers. Well, then how would you know that the person's getting up and talking a load of rubbish isn't just a normal member of the public? Well, it could be. They don't, you know, you don't have to be, <clears throat> you don't have to be. I don't, don't ask me those questions. It's just stupid. You need to be able to spot them, though, don't you? Well, you'd be in a mosque, a synagogue or a church, you would know they'd be at the front. Yeah, but you need to know who the big wig is, the man in charge. I don't see, I don't see managing directors of big companies having the need to dress up. Ah, but they have, do have a badge that says, I'm the manager. Well, in that case, have a badge saying, I'm the vicar, I'm the mullah, I'm the rabbi. Well, that would work. I'd go with that. That'll be a compromise. Thank you very much indeed. Now shut up and play some music. What have you got this time? Uh, we have some music, yes. It's on one of the pages I sent you. Soul of Man is the brand new single from Dan Donnelly. That's quite apt, actually, seeing what we've been talking a bit about that song. Um, by the way, just before we play this, I'd like to know what you think. Should this young lady be allowed back into this country and give a medical help to, to, to perhaps try to cure her brainwashing? I think some of them are so convinced they're right, some of these people. They just want to spread the word, spread the love. You must, and, and people are very gullible. And if they hear something they want to believe often enough, and it's amazing how, how some of these people, David Koresh, turned the Bible into, this is a, 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 a historical document. It's pointing out when Jesus and God are returning to the planet and all that stuff. And in the end, they all ended up topping themselves, didn't they, if you remember? And this has happened, well, actually, the, the whole thing was burnt down because the, uh, the, the, I think it was the FBI and some other American organization cocked up the whole siege completely. But anyway, what is it about brainwashing? Get in touch, let me know, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Right, here is Dan Donnelly and Soul of a Man.
our soul of the man, brand new single from Dan Donnelly. Okay, so uh, Shamima Begum Ber- Ber- is the girl, isn't she? Uh, who went to join ISIS with two of her school friends. And uh, I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I, I would love to join the throng. I've never been one of these who follows the crowd, you see. You know, the, the sort of lynch mob mentality of nutcases who can't think for themselves. You know, I... If I suppose if I had my choice, I'd say, why on earth do we permit so much of this ridiculous? We've got these huge mosques and church, you know, you know, yeah, okay, the church is part of the culture and history of this country, I suppose, and, and, and synagogues and mosques have come at a later time. Um, and, but all this money spent on it, all that money that could have been used, so much better used. Right, forget religion. I, th- I feel sorry for this poor girl. She's been brainwashed. She's being treated, particularly the Home Secretary, who should know f***ing sight better, uh, leading the charge against, I'm going to do everything I can to keep her out of the country. Well, you can't do anything to keep her out of the country. You know that. Uh, I haven't mentioned Brexit because I'm so f***ing angry. Um, about them, and they're 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 stupid, and can't the majority of sensible people people the vast majority of sensible people realise how stupid they're being. They're playing to the crowd. All those people who voted to leave the European Union follow the likes of Jacob Rees-Mogg and various others, um, and who can't think for themselves. So the 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 uh, so anyway, did you see this other story about Churchill being a villain? Yes, I did. Yes. So what do you make of this? I mean, uh, Churchill was a man of his time. It's the it's the same way that people actually go on about. Um, uh, they go on and say, "Ah, oh, well, you know, we we we've got to really have a go at these." You, you you've got to understand the time that he was living in, and people say, "Well, he was." Involved in, you know, uh, I think some people have accused him of genocide and uh, being on a par with Hitler and stuff like that, and then bringing up the Boer War in South Africa, where, of course, concentration camps were used for the first time, invented by the British. But a lot of the people who talk about it haven't really read the history. They don't seem to understand the concentration camps uh, were not death camps like the Nazis brought in. They were places where people who were thought to either be in danger or to be dangerous, were put for the time being during the war to try and keep them out of the way. I'm not condoning them, and I'm not condoning the way people were treated, but I'm just saying it was of that time. And suddenly start trying to label Churchill as a racist for views that were considered to be quite acceptable, and quite acceptable by people in the church. That's true, yeah. You know, so I think, but out, it's actually obscuring British history. There are many things that we would not want to go back to. I mean, the church in this country was one of the main contributors to slavery and uh, thinking it was acceptable. Uh, people that were not as well educated, not as worldly wise as we are now. And Churchill was a product of his um, his his time. You know, Churchill is considered to be great because of what he did to stand up to Adolf Hitler during the Second World War. There were many other politicians of his time who would have given in to Hitler, would have not wanted to fight. And I think, you know, people have to be aware of that. Some people are using this whole thing about Churchill to try and score points. Uh, This is why, by the way, I'm sorry, but this is why the Labour Party, run by uh, Corbyn and Macdonald, has got absolutely f***ing no chance of ever, ever becoming a government. Unless, of course, some very stupid people, people who have no idea about the history of Marxism and socialism, actually decide they want to vote for them. God, what am I saying? Then people voted to leave the European Union. Anything can happen. Crikey, just imagine if that happened, that would mean that hell has frozen over and you have got a job on the radio, whatever it is, two? Two. Two, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it would be, uh, hello, James Whale on BBC Radio 2. A very good afternoon to you. I'll send that in. Right, okay, shall we we do tech talk? Because I think uh, I've done all the talking, technically and otherwise, since we started this. let's, Let's lower the quality of the show then, yeah. I think that's a very good idea. Oh, let's say hello to uh, those at Radio Folkestone, just down the road from where I am. Uh, Friday's 1pm, 
1 p.m. You can't put this shit out on Fridays at 1 p.m. Uh, it is repeated later on. Yeah, Mondays at 8 on, on Radio Folkestone. It's very nice to be on Radio Folkestone. I like to take my dogs for a walk along the Lee. That's a bit of local information for people listening to. Radio Folkestone. Radio Folkestone. I like Folkestone. Actually, the new bit of Folkestone, they've, they've done a place called the Harbour Arm. It's very trendy. Lots of trendy places popping up now, yeah. Hmm. Around me, yeah. Well, that's uh, where they want to be, isn't it, really, around you? Around me, yeah. yeah. Can we get on, then, because I've got to go... Oh, we've got Wales Mail. Why don't you do Tech Talk, a new movie bit, then I'll do the mail, and then we can do questions, and then I've got to go and uh, take my doggies for a walkies. <sighs> and you can cut that bit out. Okay, dokie. Uh, Tudder. Have you heard of Tudder? To think that. Who? Tudder. Todger? No, not, not Todger. Tudder. I don't know what the f*** you're talking about. It's, uh, it's dating for cows. It's an app. Right, okay. And if you're a cow, you can go on the app or a bull, and uh, you can uh, swipe left, swipe right. Haven't people got better things to do with their time than try and be few? It's not funny. I mean, I know they're trying to be avant-garde and funny. It's not funny. I think it's for farmers, so they can match up their uh, livestock and, oh, bre- right, and breed. Okay. But the thing is, all cows look the same, don't they? Well, they wouldn't be going for looks, would they? They'd be going for milk yield and beef yield. You know, these poor animals are going to have their throats cut, guts splayed out all over the floor of an abattoir. Gosh, I could just fancy a rib of beef. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a lot of people coming into my shop with uh, complaining that they've had an email saying that, uh, hi, I'm, uh, let's say, Jeff, and your password is bollock chops and Mm -hmm. i I know all your details i've switched your camera on i've got videos of you and give me loads of bitcoins otherwise i'm going to tell all your friends and family in your email list and uh, show them all your videos that you don't want them to see Mm -hmm. can i just let people know that listen to this that email is obviously fake and they've got your password from a hacked website like uh, i don't know british Mm -hmm. airways or something and they're just trying it on so don't pay can we not get some of these little oiks who do this and hang them by their bollocks, yes. Hang them by their bollocks, anything. Make an example of a couple of them, because they'll be spotty teenagers, most of them. Most of them are, yeah. yeah. And so if we find a couple and make an example of them, then maybe things would improve. This is true, yes. The problem is, there is so much. I hardly use my computer for anything much. You know, the, the password things, you should, uh, I've come up with an idea for passwords. So all mm. passwords for websites should all be different. But how do you keep a track of uh, your passwords? And that is, let's say you went, for example, um, Sainsbury's. You, you log into Sainsbury's, so your email mm. address with your email address, and your password will be Sainsbury's hash one. And then if you went on to, I don't know, let's say uh, Tesco's, it'll be Tesco's hash one, and mm. so on. So you have the bit like a pin code bit at the end of the word of the the website you're going to so you can always remember what the password is and it will always be different so if tesco's gets hacked they can't use that password for any other account that's a clever idea why don't you sell that you've just given it away to all those people are we never ever gonna make any money (laughs) free advice that's 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 what i do really isn't it I suppose that's what this uh, segment's supposed to be about, isn't it? Really? Oh, right, free of, uh, right, okay, go on then. So also, all, all you've done so far is tell me about passwords, which I, I sort of glazed over when you were talking about that, and a dating app for cows, marvellous, go on. Uh, our films then? Is that it on, on, on Tech Talk? That's it, is it? Well, Revealing could... passwords and dating for cows. I could talk about the final version of the controversial EU where uh, laws have been uh, agreed for copyright. No, don't bother. Exactly, that's why I didn't bother. <laughs> oh, God, I've come over all tired. Ugh. Come on, I've got to cut my hair. Basically, the, the, you don't put any copyrighted material up online because uh, you're responsible for it. You have to get permission before you put mm. the video up now um, from all the copyright owners if you include their content. Good. Well, that's fine. We've done that. Yep. And uh, films this week, I went to go and see a film called Escape Room. Yeah. Uh, it's actually very good. I enjoyed it. Bit of a thriller, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a bit of a thriller. Um, it's it's very similar to the Saw movies without the grotesque violence. 
Well, good, because I hated those. I've never watched them. I, I don't understand people who would watch movies like that. You know, where you see bits of flesh being peeled off slowly. Yeah. It's, it's not the like that. sort of thing you would watch. Uh, this one was actually very good, Escape Room. Go and see it. <laughs> I've, um, I've got, I had a guest on my show, uh, well, actually was on, on uh, Filling in for Raymond last week, one day, uh, Tom Davis from Tom Davis. He's the CEO of Tom Davis Eyewear. And uh, he came in, I'm going to get some glasses off him, I think. Uh, and he gave me his business card, right? Right. This is his business card. That was his business card? It's gold-plated titanium. Why, why would you gold-plate titanium? Business card. <laughs> He's only had a few made. He said, uh, you know. But that must be worth a few, Bob, mustn't it? Gold-plated titanium. Surely if you were an optician, you would make yeah. all your business cards slightly blurred. Oh, no, he's a, he's a, a fashion optician. So it's the spectacle frames that oh, rather than the optics just, he just deals with. plain glass in them to make you look... Oh, cool. Well, mine do, yeah. I'm with you, yeah? Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, good. I'm well, glad about that. Well, I see, I'd rather be with you than the Woolwich. Mm. Well, yeah, the Woolwich doesn't... Oh, it does exist, it's part of Barclays. Right, can we get on now, because I've got to go. Well, you're going to do Wales Mail... Have you finished all your sh- uh, all your stuff? Yeah, I've, I've, I've finished all my okay. shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Right. Uh, don't forget, as I say, if you've got an interesting point and uh, you want to get in touch with us, uh, just email me at uh, jameswellradio at gmail dot com. You got it right that time. Thank you. Now this is from Hillary Walker. Hello, Hillary. Uh, Hillary says, good evening, James. Well, it could be this happens to be morning when I'm recording this, but all right. Um, and before I embark on my rant, well, message, I want to say how refreshing it is to hear you express your views on the downright stupidity of Brexit. So different to the establishment anti-Beeb TV and radio stating the establishment view without challenge. You know, you see, this is the problem. They, they try to be this. Anyway, never mind. Okay, here we go. I've lived out of the UK since 1990. Four years in Gibraltar, then since 1994 in Spain, which I love. I still work in Gibraltar and thus cross the border five days out of seven. I have always been politically aware and I was at one time registered as an overseas voter. Of course, now I have lost that right, so am completely disenfranchised, along with many others. So despite everything else that is and was wrong about this bloody referendum... How can it have been democratic when so many of us who will be directly affected by its consequences were denied a say? Thanks for listening, Hilary Walker. Do you know, Hilary, I could not agree with you more. David Cameron is the biggest and most stupid politician of the century, in my view, and the people around him who suggested that a referendum saying yes or no to being in the European Union was the way to go because he has successfully divided the country and it had the biggest turnout of voters because even people who didn't really understand the nuances of politics understood yes or no. And they decided, a lot of them who voted, and it was a narrow, it might have been all a million people more voted uh, to, to leave the European Union, but it was a very high turnout and it only just tipped the balance. And you know, a lot of people voted uh, for the first time because they had really ridiculous conceptions of what the EU does. Now, look, the EU Parliament, like our Parliament, needs to be reorganised. It's wasteful. It's over-bureaucratic. But the fact that we can live harmoniously with our brothers and sisters in Europe um, has made life a lot easier for a lot of people, whether it's just you're going on holiday to Europe or not. And, you know... I don't think they've ever thought about it either. The business of leaving Europe will affect our children and grandchildren far more than it will affect us. And they should have done two things. First of all, no Brits living out of Britain were allowed to vote in this, as you quite rightly say. And there were about two million or so who would have been eligible to vote. They should have been allowed to vote. And, of course, people should have been given the vote from the age of 16. I was working at 16. Why shouldn't I have been able to to vote? And had that actually happened, then the referendum would have been completely different. And, yes, those people who wanted to leave Europe would be banging on about it like they have for ages, but they would be a minority. 
So we have now come to... This is my view, by the way. Anybody wants to disagree? Jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Feel free. But I think you will agree with me. And by the way, I'm sorry to say this, Hillary, but if we're going to leave the European Union, well, we don't need Gibraltar. We might as well hand that back to the Spanish. It's nothing to do with us, is it? You know, that was of a time uh, when Churchill was supposedly racist. Um, we, why are we hanging on to bits of the planet that are no longer attached to the United Kingdom? I suppose we'll be Northern Ireland and the Republic will be joining together again and Scotland will be going its own way and Wales will probably decide to do that. I mean, that's, that's obviously what everybody wants, isn't it? No? Oh, well, you, maybe you should have thought about it longer and harder. I'm with you, Hillary. People who lived abroad, and those, those people who'd come to live in Britain from other European countries, maybe they should have been given the vote in the referendum as well. Um, and as I say, if you've got a point on this, uh, Radio at gmail.com. Thanks, Hilary. Now, should we do questions to the whale? We should. Well, yeah, we should do, yes. Did you agree with everything I said there? I agreed with most of it, yes. Oh, okay, what was the bit you didn't agree with? Uh, what did I didn't agree with? Uh, the 16-year-old voters. Why? I agree that 16-year-olds are old enough to vote, don't get me wrong, but you can't just change it for one vote. You have to change it permanently if you're going to do it. Oh, well, I meant that. I mean, I don't, th- I don't understand why. You could join the army at 16, although you can't go into battle now. Um, but uh, I don't understand why a 16-year-old doesn't have a vote. If you're paying national insurance, then you should be able to vote. There we are. That's, I agree. I don't pay national insurance anymore. Some people said over 60s ought not to have voted in the referendum because it's not going to affect them as much. I meant, really, if you've got a national insurance card sent to you in the post, if you still get them. I know what you meant. I just brought something else up, and I thought it was worth thinking about it. Maybe older people shouldn't have voted in the referendum. It's not going to have that much effect on them. I just wanted to clarify my point in case they get trolled later on. If you get trolled, just troll the f***ers back. Uh, Rob James. Yeah. Is it true that Moses was technically the first person to download files from the cloud using a tablet? Well, I suppose if Moses had ever existed, it might have been right, but I doubt that he did exist, and I don't believe the story. What was wrong with David Hoy, the first one? Where has the fire in your belly gone? It's still there, as far as I know. I'm having to take Gaviscon all the time. Uh, Brian Higgins. Why are things in the supermarket advertised as new and improved? If it's new, it can't have been there before, and if it's improved, it must have been there before. Mm, Very good point, Brian, and I agree with you. Why on earth do some of these people say things like that without thinking about the consequences? Back to Brexit we go. Uh, She Margraves. That's an interesting name, she. Might be Sue. Well, it can't be Sue, can it? Mm. I don't know. Go on. Uh, Hi, James. Are you allowed to inform people of the great charity called the Cinnamon Trust? Um, Not unless somebody tells me all about it, no. Well, we just did, really, I suppose. But I have no idea what that is, so we can't inform people about that. We can't say anything about it. I've never heard of it. Have you? Uh, Go and check it out, everybody. The Cinnamon Trust. What does it do? No, it might be an appalling uh, uh, thing. Don't check it out. I suppose that's balanced, I suppose. So it could be an organisation that that abuses animals, children, bald people. I don't know. Therefore, we should check it out. Yeah, without mentioning it. Okay, well, I won't mention it again. Oh, Well, I wouldn't mention it. I'd edit this whole f***ing bit out if I were you. Uh, Colin Watkins. Should I be able to beat the shit out of a burglar with my Scottish antique police truncheon? If you catch him in the uh, in the in the business of uh, burgling you, I absolutely think so. But um, I will be very careful because the burglar might be tougher than you are. I've always thought if you if you find an intruder in your house, best to keep as quiet as you can and try and phone the police. Or if you get the drop on them, hit them as hard as you can on the back of their head. Because if you are going to get into a fight, you don't want them getting up and having a go at you, do you? You're not allowed to hit them on the back of the head. The front of the head is okay, but the back of the head is not. Well, I find that bollocks, because even if the bloke was running out of my house and he'd nicked something, I would still be likely to take a bow down and shoot at him. I'd lock myself in the bedroom and talk to my wife very loudly, saying, I hope they don't find the safe in the shed outside. That's another good idea. But I've been burgled a couple of times, and you haven't. 
And I can assure you that when it is happening, if you are there, luckily I wasn't, uh, but from the anger that I felt afterwards, um, if, if you encountered somebody doing that, you would not be thinking rationally. So I would actually not even consider it. I would just make sure the locks on your house are so good that burglars don't get in. David Gee, uh, how does one cure being heartbroken? Um, don't go out with another human being. I would think that that would be David G. I don't think anybody's called G. Is it spelt G double E? It is, yes. Yeah. You are bad, aren't you, at reading? Yes. Yeah, go on. Uh, Carl Moore, E. Mm. Can we get... Moore E? <laughs> it's more with an E on the end. M-O-O-R-E. More E. Well, that's more. <laughs> Can't be more. Well... It, I think more only has one O, doesn't it? It does, actually, yeah. You're right. Mm. Okay, f***ing well read it. I'm getting pissed off with you now. Uh, can we get Ash's head shaved for charity, say the Dogs Trust, RSPCA, etc.? What do you reckon, Mr. Whale? No. If I want to shave Ash's head, I will shave it when I feel like it, and I'll do it for my own monetary gain. Uh, Daniel Severn... Uh, what would it be like in the world if it was filled with male and female copies of you, Mr. Whale? Brilliant. Yeah, but the, the population would die out. Brilliant. There'd be no one left on the planet. Brilliant. Because incest is bad. Brilliant. Actually, that's a good board game for the family, isn't it? Incest. Family fun for everyone. Shut up. Get on with it. Uh, Robert Ward. Do spiders have nosebleeds? Oh, thank goodness for an easy question. No. Daniel Massey. Daniel Massey, that's the name of a famous actor, isn't it? It probably is the famous actor. Well, I think he's dead. Okay, Daniel Massey from Beyond. Why is the best way to get uh, expeditious hospital treatment is to show up drunk, scream and shout, behave in a threatening fashion, and then you're placed in a private room, seen first and treated and discharged? Um, yeah, I, I've uh, observed that myself when uh, having to go to A&E. Um, I, I don't know what the answer to this is, because if you get drunks in A&E and making a fuss, I suppose they are going to take them somewhere and try and keep them quiet. Uh, and I don't know what the answer to this is, except maybe you just do not allow them into hospitals. If you get drunk and you damage yourself, that's your fault. Well, I mean, we can't just leave you on the street... I think we need these, uh, the, the, the drunk tanks that we used to have where the police used to take them and stick them in a cell until they sobered up and then I think somebody died and people thought that was not a good idea. I don't know what the answer is, but I think somebody who abuses themselves like that, keep them away from people who are ill, seriously ill and need medical attention. That makes me very, very f***ing angry that drunks are allowed. And listen, I like a drink. But, you know, people who abuse it, people who are addicted to it should be somewhere locked up so they can't harm themselves and they can't harm the rest of us. Well, that was a bit serious for the end. Well, that was, wasn't it, to finish, really? OK. Uh, right, well, I'm, uh, I'm going out now because I've promised the dogs an afternoon of fun. Well, that's every day, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, it is every day, really. And I've got loads of cleaning up to do and stuff like that. <clears throat> so thank you very much, everybody. Uh, the James Well Radio Podcast, there's hundreds of hours of this stuff available for you to listen to. And uh, and, and please get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com and check out our website at jameswellradio.co.uk. Right, piss off now. Are you talking to listeners or me? You. Okay, the listeners can stay.
listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.